You're listening to the Better Health Podcast, a platform dedicated to coaching women in areas of health, lifestyle, and legacy by speaking with leading health and wealth experts and with the goal to inspire women to thrive in their lives today and in the future. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Better Health with April. Hope you are having an amazing day wherever you are. Today, I am going to be speaking all on birth control. I'm giving kind of like my opinion on what I think about it, and I'm backing it up with some science to um, explain why I believe what I believe with it. And so maybe you won't agree with me. That's okay. And, you know, ultimately, I'm giving this episode to give a little bit of information on, you know, the side effects of it because it's often not talked about. Now, I plan to do another episode on birth control. This is kind of kind of intro into it. And next week, I will have a part two on some backings behind experiences people have had that have not been good. And there has been death because of birth control, which is absolutely insane. So to this episode will be more of the science on what it's doing to your body. And the next episode will be on some background of experiences and a little more of the politics behind it. Alrighty, so let's dive in. Why do you need to know about birth control and what it's doing to your body? Well, because so many women are actually on birth control and so many are prescribed it. And they are started from a young age. So most, uh, many teenage girls are put on it around 14 years old because they are experiencing um, side effects like heavy bleeding or um, PMS symptoms. And so the doctors oftentimes will prescribe birth control to them to um, put a band-aid over those little problems that a lot of times will end up getting sorted out over the years because they are just starting out with their menstrual cycle and it's not always going to be regular. So why put a band-aid on something that um, you can fix naturally and put out a fire before it um, breaks out into big flames that will eventually um, hurt you? So rather than putting a band-aid on the fire versus just turning your ear to the fire, um, you can actually do something about it that is natural. So let's dive into the science behind it. So birth control really affects your stress levels and your body's regulation of stress. So to give you a little context of what has to do with stress, I'm going to talk about the HPA axis. So that's the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. And this combines the nervous system with the endocrine system, which is essentially our hormones. It helps with stress regulation like fight or flight mode, um, and it helps to rev your heart up when something gets your adrenaline flowing, but then it also can help calm it down when whatever that was that got you revved up is done or goes away. So this also can correlate with the burnout that people may experience due to stress or um, consistent stress in their life. So what does this have to do with birth control? Well, when you are on birth control, a hormonal contraceptive, your HPA axis is not fully working because it is a, having a blunted response. So if you have two women who have the same level of stress and one is on birth control, the other is not, the woman on birth control will not be able to internally calm that stress down because the HPA axis is overloaded. So 
Picture you as a car driving at full speed and the brakes, in other words, this is the HPA access, are not working to slow the car down or, in other words, slow the stress down. So you're consistently in a stressed mode and that will do some damage to your adrenal glands and will ultimately have some severe effects later on down the road. So if women or teen girls, I should say, are getting on birth control at age 14, how is this going to affect their health 10 years down the road? I mean, even five years down the road. And then once they hit menopause, what is that going to be like? Well, let's just say it's going to be a little bit chaotic and menopause will not be a smooth transition. So when you are stressed then, so this HPA axis is not working fully and that has a lot to do with regulating your stress levels. So when you are stressed, your body is going through way more nutrients some way more magnesium, vitamin Bs, vitamin Cs. In fact, a study done um, by contraception stated that women that began using an oral contraceptive saw a 20% drop in their vitamin B12 levels in just the first six months. Just the first six months, not even a year into it. They had a 20% drop in their vitamin B12 levels. And vitamin B12 is so crucial for detoxing. Now, I do a lot with genetics and I, I do offer genetics tests. And a lot of people in today's day and age have a hard time detoxing. And so you need extra vitamin B12 to help with that process. So if you are a woman that struggles with detoxing and your genetics make you more susceptible to not being able to detox the way it is, can you imagine what you are doing to your body? And also another thing is these hormonal contraceptives are giving off um, fake hormones essentially in your body. And if that is bogging in, if that is sitting in your body and you can't detox it out properly, that's all sitting in there and that's building toxicity and it's doing so much damage over the time that you spend on hormonal contraceptives. contraceptives. And so when you get off these birth controls and you actually do want to get pregnant now, so many women struggle to actually get pregnant for months and years down the road because of what the oral um, hormonal contraceptive ultimately did to their body and the damage it did. So um, if you're on it longer, um, for so if you're on it for years, it's going to take a lot longer to recover. If you are only on it for about a year or so, it's still going to take time to recover. And that's how detrimental it can be to your body. So, um, well, why also is a deficiency in vitamin B12 bad? Well, when you are deficient in it, it causes fatigue. And the vitamins that support liver function is is also tied to vitamin B12. And your li- if your liver is not functioning properly, you can't detoxify properly. And a huge component of phase two is being able to detox all the excess estrogen that you may have stored up. So when you are in birth control, you are in a constant state of phase two, the luteal phase. And I'm going to dive into a little bit more later on in the episode on what that entails. But when you are in the constant state of phase two, 
you're going to be detoxing a lot and your liver is going to be overloaded and constantly trying to um, process the excess estrogens that you have. And if you're getting synthetic estrogen from these oral contraceptives, that's even worse for your liver. And so if you're not getting the proper nutrients because you are depleted of nutrients from the birth control, your liver is going to take a toll. And essentially, if your liver doesn't detox properly, you have excess hormones floating through your body and that is not good at all. So um, when your liver is also bogged down with the estrogens, it can be inhibiting your bile secretion. So bile is what can help break down your food. And If you are lacking bile secretion, you can in turn then not break down your food properly. And then what's that going to do? You can't break down your food properly. Well, your gut is going to get out of out of whack and just not be a healthy microbiome. And we all well, we many of us have heard that our gut microbiome is crucial for the overall health of our body. And so you end up getting depleted of probiotics and So, I mean, it's just a consistent message that I keep stating. You're depleted of vitamins. You're depleted of of vitamin B12. Then you're depleted of probiotics because your gut gets out of whack. Let's talk about magnesium now. So magnesium takes a toll due to birth control as well. And magnesium is involved in over 300 catalytic reactions in the body. And most women are magnesium deficient. And part of those 300 reactions in your body support the pituitary gland, or also known as the HPA axis, which regulates stress, which I talked about earlier in the episode. So if you are deficient in magnesium, your body will be in a stress state because it's affecting the HPA axis. And oftentimes, um, People, not just women, are prescribed magnesium to get on that to supplement their body to put them in a more of a relaxed state and relax their whole body. And it's great to take it at night. I take it in the evenings to relax my body, relax my muscles, calm myself down. So then when I get into bed, I am not revved up and sitting there because I can't sleep. So if you're deficient in magnesium because of birth control, just think of how stressed your body is getting. And then think about the sleep that that is affecting. Then in the end of the day, when you're trying to sleep, you can't because you're depleted of magnesium, which can relax your body to help you sleep. And if you're in a stressed state, your body is least worried about producing um, hormones such as melatonin to fall asleep. So there's a consistent cycle that I keep stating about the depletion of this leads to this, which leads to this. Okay. So depression and mental health, let's talk about that and how that is correlated with birth control as well. So from the book, This Is Your Brain on Birth Control by Dr. Sarah Hill, great book for a lot of resource on how birth control can affect your body. She was on it and she is now off of it and she wrote a book to explain why women should not be in it because of what it does to our body. So researchers found that women on oral contraceptives are 50% more likely to be diagnosed with depression six months later compared to women not on birth control. Again, only six months later, 50% more likely to be diagnosed with depression 
compared to women who are not on birth control. They also found that women on hormonal contraceptives were 40% more likely to be prescribed an antidepressant than were women not prescribed hormonal contraceptives during that time. That's that's crazy. Those statistics or those percentages are crazy. And in Denmark, a longitudinal study followed women for eight years who were on birth control and found that the women were twice as likely to attempt to commit suicide. Part of the contribution was because of the blunted HPA axis response. So we're finding out a lot over the course of what I've just said that the HPA axis has a lot to do with so many various things. I mean, um, from magnesium supporting the pituitary gland, which is also in turn with the HPA axis, to depression and mental health. So those stats are just absurd. And that's to think that so many women across the world are taking this birth control that is ultimately um, causing them to have um, mental health disorders and depression. So then to end it off, I did state earlier that you are in a constant phase of like the luteal phase, which is ovulation to menstruation. So what does that entail? Well, you're not ovulating when you're on birth control. And ovulation is so important for so many things. I mean, it helps your bones. It helps um, your body to just be just thrive. It's something that we're supposed to be experiencing as women. We were designed to have ovulation. Um, and ovulation can actually, um, it's when your estrogen is peak and natural estrogen. And estrogen can really help strengthen your bones. It helps you to um have energy and be in a great mood and communicate with people. It's it's a wonderful thing. It helps your skin to stay plump. And if you are in a constant state of phase two after ovulation and you're not, not even ovulating to begin with, think you're missing that total piece of the whole cycle, which is super vital for your health. So when you're in the state of phase two consistently, you have increased inflammation and weight gain. So um, women on birth control, their body is made to believe it is in this constant state of the second half of our 28-day cycle when progesterone is highest. And that second half is when women are more likely to eat more because I talked about it in previous episodes, our body's metabolism is revved up due to the progesterone. So because it's revved up, we have more cravings, which in turn will cause us to eat a lot more because we are craving more food for energy for our metabolism versus during the ovulation phase when we have higher estrogen, which causes us to desire more sex essentially. So because we're low on estrogen and we don't have that necessarily in a constant phase of um, higher progesterone, and in a way your body is being tricked into thinking it's pregnant, you are obviously not going to be this social gal that is out and about um, because of the estrogen and ovulation, you're going to be in a bunker down phase. Your metabolism is um, going to cause you to want to eat more. So rather than just phase two during a 28-day cycle having this um, cravings, you have it consistently over all of the 28 days. So month after month after month, you have these cravings which desire you to eat more. And so... When you eat more, obviously we know that you're going to gain weight. So a lot of times these cravings lead to junk food as well. And that in turn is going to help cause you to weigh, gain weight. Um, 
So tie this together with the added constant stress on your body when women are more likely to eat unhealthy foods, so stress eating, our body then stores more fat due to the stress, due to the more the stress eating. So it's just a cyclic um, cycle that is not the ideal cycle. Okay, lots there. Next week, I am going to talk not only about like the politics behind it all, but also how this can affect women and your choice of men and how it can affect you into marriage if you are on birth control, get married, and then you get off birth control after getting married. How does that affect you and your spouse and um, how you perceive the attraction you have to your spouse? It actually affects that. So stay tuned for next week. I'm looking forward to talking more about this and why it's a big deal. And, you know, yes, this is a controversial thing, but I want to put this message out there to inform people of what it could be doing to your body if you are to choose to take birth control. So I hope you took something from this and I hope that you consider what I've said and um, subscribe, rate, review, and share uh, my show to get more of the message out there to inform others. I have had many um, friends in my life that have been on birth control and have regretted it completely because of not only what it did to their body during it, but after they were like, oh my gosh, this is so hard to um, get back to a regular cycle, to lose the weight, to get rid of the acne that I've gotten from it, to... um, They've developed PCOS over the course of their birth control trial. And so there's so many negative effects and it's just, it hurts my heart because these women had no idea and now they have these negative effects and they're trying to fight it off. And so I want to help women to prevent that in the first place. And if you are already on it, to prevent things from getting worse. So thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you have an amazing day wherever you are, and I will talk soon. Bye. Better Health with April offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.